Are you feeling overwhelmed and struggling to keep up with your daily tasks? Do you find yourself constantly distracted by digital devices? Ooh, put down that iPhone, right? It's time to switch things up and try a paper planner. In this episode of Plan Go Plan, I'm going to walk you through the pros and cons of different types of planners, and I'm going to introduce you to some planners that I think will help you stay focused so that you can try easier. Grab your favorite pen, you know the one with a perfect slip that lets out just the right amount of ink. I love a good pen. Grab that pen because you're going to want to take notes. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of planning or goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If that sounds like you, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, and business owner. I started this podcast to help hardworking women and high-achieving mamas plan and set goals playfully and lightly. Unlike pressure-filled approaches, Plan Goal Plan centers on what delights you to help you envision all the possibilities your future holds. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I'm going to guide you through practices that will help you plan for clarity, set goals for direction, and act with purpose and delight. Let's get started. I cannot believe that I have made it 20 some episodes into this podcast and I have not geeked out with you all about paper planners. Y'all, I love, 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 love. I love paper planners. Um, I haven't always used paper planners. In fact, about 10 years ago, I had a student come into my office and she pulled this planner out of her book bag. And, you know, I was just kind of creeping in. I was like, looking. I was like, what is that? And she pulled out and showed me, she let me flip through it and everything. This gorgeous, gorgeous planner. And I was like, where did you get this? And she had got it. It was from Plum Paper. And at the time, they're a huge company now, and they do these wonderful customizable planners. But at the time, they were on Etsy. And, you know, I looked through hers, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get one. And I immediately got onto Etsy, and I ordered myself one, and I got it. And I remember just sitting there with it, and thinking, oh my goodness, this is so beautiful, and like flipping through. But then I barely used it. I barely used it. It did set me off into a trajectory where it would help me find the right paper planner for me. But at the time, you know, I got this beautiful, beautiful planner, and I had no plan for how I was going to use it. I didn't really know what type of planner worked for me. I have heard people say that it's all about the system, not the planner. That if you have a strong system for planning, that any planner will do. And while I do, I think that having a system, you have to have a plan for how you're going to use your planner. Um, I think that's super, super important. But I live with a husband who has ADHD. I also work with a lot of students that are neurodivergent, and I have neurodivergent clients, as well as my own experiences with planner tells me that the layout does matter. The planner itself does matter. Yes, you want to have a plan for how you're going to use your planner, but the layout is important. So today I want to offer you some tips 
for things to consider when you're looking for a planner. I'm going to offer you five questions to consider before you decide on a planner. And then I am going to walk you through some of the most popular layouts. And I'll discuss the pros and cons of each layout. And then I'll, I'll talk about some bonus. I'll have some bonus surprises for you too. So, so keep listening. Before I jump into the different types of layouts, I want to offer you five questions to consider when you're looking for a planner. The first thing that I want you to consider is how big is your handwriting? How big is your handwriting? Do you have sprawling cursive or is your handwriting tight and tiny? This matters. Different layouts are better if you have larger handwriting. Um, I tried this really, really, really beautiful planner this year and I bought it knowing that the spaces where you would write were a lot more compact. And I thought to myself, well, I can just get over that. I'll just write smaller. (laughs) Y'all, it didn't work. Um, It didn't work. It didn't work because I want to be able to grab my planner and just go. And if I'm having to discipline myself, if I'm having to alter the way that I would just show up with it, I know that I'm going to reach for it far less. And so consider your handwriting. How big is your handwriting? If you have smaller handwriting, you're going to look out because there's going to be a lot more options for you. The second question that you want to consider is how far out do you like to be thinking at once? Do you want to just focus on the day that's right in front of you? Or do you like to consider your week all at once? Do you handle your month all at once? You also want to think, How much time do you want your planner to cover? So for example, if you are someone who likes to get your kid's school schedule at the very beginning of the academic year, and you plug in all of the days that they have early outs, when they have conferences, all of that stuff, and you just want to have it in your planner ready to roll, then you need to make sure that you have a planner that extends for at least the nine months of school, right? So how far do you want to be thinking out at once. And I'll explain this as I go through the layouts a little bit more. The third question that you want to consider is, do you organize your day by task or by time? So if you are someone who has a lot of appointments or meetings, you're probably organizing your day by time. I'm kind of a hybrid. I have usually three to four appointments in a day. But then when I sit down to work, I don't usually assign my tasks a time, but rather when I have a moment, I look at my task list and I work on the thing that is most important, that is the highest priority. So think about your own day. Do you tend to organize by time or by tasks? So the first question is how big is your handwriting? The second question is how far do you want to be thinking out at once? The third question is, do you organize your day by time or tasks? Finally, you might consider, do you run on an academic year or a calendar year? So I work in higher ed, and so I do typically run on an academic year, meaning that I like a planner that starts in July or August and runs through June of the next year. Now, I know a lot of people that do not work in education, but because their kids are on an academic schedule, they like to be on an academic schedule as well. So you might consider a planner 
that's on that academic schedule, even if you are not. Other people really, really do appreciate a planner that starts in January and ends in December. If your job really is organized by quarters, having a calendar that is January through December is really, really helpful. Sometimes I like to have the calendar year. I Sometimes I like to have a planner that is organized by the calendar year just because I kind of like that break in my semester. So at the end of December, I'm usually finishing a semester and I kind of like to have a new planner, new year, fresh start, and reorganize myself at that semester. So even though I am on an academic calendar, sometimes I actually prefer a January to December planner. And finally, you can consider some fun things. You know, do you like toothy paper? Do you like smooth paper? Do you like colorful planners? Or do you like it sleek and simple? Are you a decorative planner? So a lot of people like to use lots of stickers and do artwork and journaling in their planner. So think about what you want your planner to be for you. Is it just functional or is it also kind of a hobby? So those are the five questions that I want you to consider as you are looking to buy a planner. How big is your handwriting? How far out do you want to think at once? Is your day organized by time or tasks? Do you run an academic calendar or a calendar year? And what are some fun things that you want to be a part of your planner? How do you want it to look? How do you want it to feel? How do you plan to use it? By answering these questions, you are going to start to really determine what type of planner is best for you. But you also want to consider the layout. I really do think that you need to find a layout that works with your brain, with your system, and with your life. As I talk about each of the layouts, I will mention what are some of my favorite layouts and what are some of my favorite brands in each layout. And I will provide some links to the planners that I mentioned in the show notes. So you can hop down there and you can look at them. I do want to mention I am not affiliate for any of these links. These are not affiliate links. I really don't know how to do that. (laughs) So you can also just, you know, jump on Google or whatever search engine you use and look up these brands as well. Also, I really, really, really love helping people find the best planner for them. Some people are matchmakers, you know, they match people up for relationships. I think that I am a planner matcher, and I believe that I can help you find a beautiful relationship with a planner. I I really do love this. So if you are interested in having someone help guide you as you choose a planner, um, DM me, send me an email, um, get in touch with me because I really do love helping people find the best planner for them. All right, the first layout that I want to talk with you all about is the daily layout. So daily planners have one day on each page. And this is really helpful if you answered that you only want to look one day out at a time. Because you can just have today's date right in front of you and focus in on that. If you find yourself feeling a little squirrely, if you have a whole week or a whole month to look at things, having a daily planner where you are just able to see one day at a time can be incredibly helpful in terms of focus. Usually daily planners have time slots, so they might have, you know, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 10.30, 11, and this is really great 
because if you do have lots of appointments or do scheduling or you want to give your tasks a time to complete them, you can do that in a daily. Usually they also have a to-do list. So they have room for a lot of different things. If you have larger handwriting, daily planners tend to be really wonderful. So some drawbacks to the daily planner. You might feel like you have too much space. So sometimes you feel like you aren't using it the way that you're supposed to if there's a whole bunch of blank space. Just be aware of that. It also doesn't allow you to see the rest of your week. For me, this is the biggest drawback to daily planners. I actually like to think about my entire week at a time and prioritize from there. And so if you need to see the rest of your week, if you're trying to make decisions about what should be your priority today in relationship to the rest of your week, you're going to want a weekly planner. The other big downside to daily planners is because they do have a page for every single day, they would get really, really thick to have an entire year in one planner. So typically, not always, but typically they are sold in quarterly installments. So they have three months at a time. And you might find this really frustrating if you are that parent that likes to take your kid's school schedule and load up all the early out days, load up all of the parent-teacher conference days, because you're going to need to have a few different planners in order to fit those all in. And you might find that frustrating. So those are some drawbacks. Some of the best daily planners, I think, in my opinion, are from the company Moxie Life, Full Focus Planner, and the Best Self Planner. And what I love about all three of these planners and these planner companies is that they all three combine goal setting and planning. And so they are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful options. I will say all three of those do come in quarterly installments. So you are not going to find an entire year in one physically bound book. But those are some of my favorites. And if the focus of a daily planner, if the space of a daily planner is really appealing to you, please, please check those out. I think that you'll find something that you really love. The second and most popular type of layout is the weekly layout. Weekly layouts, my preferred layout, because I like to be able to see my week all at once. And I also actually appreciate that there's not too much space on a single day because I want to be selective about what gets on my list and the space on my page acts as a container. So once my container's full, it's full. Now, weekly planners do come in several different layouts, vertical, hourly, and horizontal. Vertical layouts have morning, afternoon, and evening. And so they are going to run from the top of page to the bottom of page. So Monday starts at the top of the page and ends at the bottom of the page. Vertical planners are really great for time blocking, but I will say they do require tighter handwriting. They're also really great for decorating because there are tons and tons and tons of stickers that are made for this type of planner. Some of my favorite verticals are from Erin Condren, and the happy planner. Now an hourly layout is really, really similar to a vertical layout. However, it moves you through the day using time. So usually on the left-hand side, all the times are labeled. So let's say, you know, 6 a.m., 6.30, 7, 7.30, 8. 
Usually these either break down the day by the half hour or the hour. If you're wondering what these look like, it looks a lot like Google Calendar if you're a Google Calendar user. And this is a really, really great layout if you are someone who has a lot of appointments. So if I was a counselor and I was scheduling clients, or if I was a hairstylist, I would really probably want a hourly planner. This is really great too if you are someone who wants to assign your tasks to a specific time. So if you're like, I'm going to do a cleaning binge in my house, and I want to say that I'm going to be working on the kitchen from 9 until 11, from 11 to 12, I'm moving to the dining room, right? That's This would be a great planner for that. Many, many people love this style. I find it a little bit overstimulating visually. You also need to have small handwriting. This also doesn't work if you work irregular hours. So if you're working night shift, your hours may not be listed on this planner. So if you work irregular hours, you want to just be cognizant of that. You want to make sure that the hours that you're using match with the ones that are listed in the planner. Vertical and hourly planners are the most common, most popular layouts. So there is a good chance that this is the right layout for your brain. <laughs> for me, that doesn't work. I really prefer a horizontal layout, and it took me a really long time to figure this out. In fact, I had gotten into a really great groove with planning, and there was a planner I wanted to check out, and it was all sold out in the horizontal, so only verticals were available, and I was like, oh, I can just make vertical work. I've got my planning down, I can just adjust, and y'all, I used it like twice and then I didn't use it again. It just doesn't work for me. So horizontal layouts, they read more like a book. Monday starts on the left-hand side of the page and ends on the right-hand side. So instead of moving from top to bottom, it moves from left to right. Each day is a rectangle. I really like this. I like to sometimes break up the rectangle into different parts. So I'll have one section where my appointments go, I'll have one section where my to-do goes, and then maybe I record my gratitudes or my meal plans or something like that in another section. I also just really like horizontal layouts that are very, very simple. So this simple layout has a series of time slots on the left-hand side and a series of checklists on the right-hand side. So I can put my appointments down and then I have a place for my to-do lists. Some of my very favorite horizontal planners are from Day Designer, Emily Lay Simplified, Golden Coil. Oh, it's such a beautiful, beautiful, expensive, but beautiful planner. And then my own printables follow this. So if you download my free printables, which I will link in the show notes, they're absolutely free. You just put your email in and I promise not to spam you with a whole bunch of emails. In fact, I like won't because I'm not exactly sure how to send mass emails. But um, so go ahead and put your email in there and then you'll get you'll get those free downloadables and you can try it out. Which brings me to if you aren't really sure listening to this and you aren't sure which layout you want, almost all planner companies do offer some free printables of their layouts. That way you can test it out for a little bit before you invest because planners, paper planners, especially nice ones, aren't that cheap. You know, they it's not uncommon for them to run $40 to $60. Really quickly, 
I offered you five questions to consider when you're buying a planner. And then I went through the daily and weekly layouts. There are all sorts of other layouts, right? So I haven't talked about just monthly layouts where you just get the month. There's also one week on one page by Whitney English. You also sometimes see this in the Clever Fox planners, which are really wonderful and very affordable. Laurel Denise is pretty new in the planning scene, but her planners are wildly popular and they're super unique and they're gorgeous. So they're really fascinating because you have an entire month view and then these like half pages that have the week for you. So you get a weekly and a monthly all at once. There's also Spaces Planner where it shows you a week and then just has a whole bunch of checklists for you. So if you really work through checklists, this is really great, especially if you're like, I've been using post-it notes and they're everywhere, but I want to have a place to contain them. The Spaces Planner is a really cool and unique planner. So there are all sorts of unique layouts out there. And I talked through some of the most popular ones, daily, um, the weekly, and both vertical, hourly, and horizontal. I hope that this helps you break down the different types of planners and the advantages and disadvantages of each. I also hope that the questions that I provided with you give you a little bit of guidance as you're sitting down with a bunch of different planner options so that you can choose a planner that works best for you. It might take a little bit of experimenting. It might take testing a few different things out. But I do really think that if you can find a planner that works for your brain, for your life, for your system of planning, that you will find it to be a wildly helpful thing. So I wish for you the perfect match with the perfect planner. Go get them pens, put away those digital devices, and then take that beautiful pen and put it on that pretty paper. (laughs) May you tackle your daily tasks lightly and with ease and delight in a planner that serves you. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all, so pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.